We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. My name is Rich Keefe, joined as always by Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Oh, that's great to hear, Ryan. Now, you have been twitching a lot more recently. How can people uh, watch you play video games? They get, well, they're not going to be able to. So one of the things that I've tried to get is a, is a regular schedule now. So uh, I'll be on Tuesday, Thursday, Sundays for the most part with the odds. I'll sprinkle in some randoms here and there. But um, part of what is going on now, um, I tweeted it out, and I was very proud of myself. But I've recently become a Twitch affiliate. Nice. Which means I can actually start taking subscribers on Twitch and start getting paid to play video games, which has been a lifelong dream of mine, and I'm actually seeing it become reality now, which is very fun. Now, so you're telling me before, if somebody has Amazon Prime, they don't even have to actually pay you, but you still get a little kickback, so how do they do that? Correct. So basically, when you become an affiliate and a partner is like the big-time people, our partners, Yeah. so we're working towards that now, Um, but partners and affiliates, uh, they have subscriptions, which basically like are paid monthly subscriptions, but... If you have an Amazon Prime account, you can use um, like a base level subscription for free nice. to one person. So if you have one hanging out there, please at Arvon D on the Twitch and please come and check it out. I will actually, uh, as we record this, as soon as I hang up tonight, I'm jumping on. So, so there you go. go. So get on, get after it. Twitch.tv slash Arvon D. Check it out. It. All right. Let's get on to the show. Ryan, in really in- inspiring the episode for this week, Incredibles 2 was in theaters this past weekend, and it was a monster. Critically, uh, everybody loves it. Audience loves it. Made a ton of money, like $180 million, uh, tops amongst animated movies. It was uh, apparently a, a, a big talk, like years after the original. Like It's pretty crazy for, what, 14 years to, to wait and have a sequel, but people were on board, and it seems to be the greatest movie ever. And I haven't seen it yet, but I, what I'm told is that it literally picks up right where the last movie left off. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I've not seen it yet either, but I've heard good things about it. And it is weird to me. I was kind of hoping when, I, when they first announced they were going to be doing it, I thought it'd be cool to do a let's see where they are 14 years later. So you have like, yep. you know, Jack, Jack and Dash and all of them are all grown up. But nope, it takes place pretty much after the first movie. Yeah, I think it picks up with the Mole Man popping out and then like dealing with him. Nice. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see that. And like I said, I've heard nothing but glowing things about it from the people I know who have seen it. Yeah. So um, and people who I trust. Yes. So I'm, I'm excited. And before people freak out, once we get to our topic du jour, Incredibles 2 is not in our top 10. So we're not going to discuss it. And it could join the top 10, but we have not seen it. So therefore, we, will have, not, we have to see it. It's not yeah. there. Uh, Rick and Morty season four has begun production. They have not given a release date yet, but it sounds like early 2019. And what I'm also told, the good news is there is, since they signed that mega deal with Cartoon Network, I think. Yeah, that's going to be more regular, um, right? 
they yeah yeah there's, they signed for multi seasons. I think it's four or five more seasons, and there's not going to be any lapses between seasons. So that's great. So now they're going to have more of a yep. set schedule. So you'll see it the season, then it'll be over, and then it'll come back on again the next year. So that's good news. Uh, Luke Cage season two is out on Friday. Does that get you going? It does, and I'll tell you, they didn't. There's not a lot of press about this. I haven't heard anything about it. There's zero buzz. There's zero yeah, buzz. Well, they're, they're focusing on villains, I, I guess. This is the only article I've read. Okay. So you know, which is good. I mean, I, you know, uh, Luke. Luke's a little vanilla for me. Luke is. Luke is a little boring. Yeah, that's L- true. They're gonna have a to, Boy Scout. They're gonna have to kick it up a notch a little bit. I don't know what they're gonna have to do. I wonder. You know, we've talked about how you know the Marvel movies. There's they're they're so good, and like the way Infinity War ended, like people need to kind of relax with it. Uh, you know, I think right, like everybody needs a little bit of a deep breath following Infinity War. Yep. The the Netflix shows. There's been some stinkers. Like when when it was just the two seasons of Daredevil and the first season of Jessica Jones, it was like this is some of the best stuff on TV. Like I love yep. those shows. But then they're like, here's Iron Fist, which which sucks. Here's uh, the Defenders, which was not very good. Luke Cage season one was fine. I think Punisher was good. Like that that helped you know kick things up a little bit. But then Jessica Jones season two was bad. So I don't know. Like I'm obviously going to watch this. I think we're going to do a standalone episode on it. But I'm not really all that excited about it. But your expectations are low, which means you true. can't be disappointed. That's a good point. That's true. So that's Luke Cage and Marvel news. We have some DC news here, Ryan. Wonder Woman season two is going to take place in 1984, the year of my birth. So we're very excited about that. They also showed Steve Trevor, who must be a ghost or a twin. Who looks? He looks great. Yeah. Because the first Wonder Woman took place in 1918, right? Yeah, somewhere around there. So it's uh, so he in that movie was well into his thirties, right? Yeah, and died, and died. <laughs> so <laughs> even if they do the like the the thing where he survives, right? Are they going to Captain he, America him? Is he, he's frozen. He's like, yeah, he's got to be like what a hundred years old. Yeah, I mean, he looks a lot younger than that there in the in the yeah. shot I saw, but. I don't know. Wonder Woman's really the best thing DC has going for them, so we'll see what they how they explain it. But 1984, they, yeah. I don't know. And are, are they going to explain like was Wonder Woman? Did she sit out World War II or Vietnam or what was she up to? Maybe they'll they'll catch you up or something. Maybe they'll do like a thing at the beginning where they like you know like they get the top shot of like newspapers like flopping down. Oh yeah, that's a good little you know, montage. That, that'll, that that'll catch thing, you up. The newspaper montage. <laughs> and um, what was I going to say? So there's also shots of what looks like an invisible jet. There you go. Well, how how did you see it, Ryan? Well, because Gal Gadot was hooked up to like some rig, and she looked like she was flying, but was seated. Oh yeah, she looked like she was on a swing. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be the invisible thinking plane. That's the invisible jet. Yeah, that's pretty early. Invisible jet. That's not bad. All right, I'll see that. There's the Aquaman trailer that's going to come out at San Diego Comic Con, which I believe is next month. Does that put a little bit of lead in your pencil? I'm curious about this movie. I'm very I, curious about that. I like James Wan a lot, the director. Mm-hmm. I like Jason Momoa. Yeah. But, I like Carl Drogo. I know, but he looks a little silly as Aquaman. Aquaman's uh, he doesn't silly. look any sillier than, uh, what's it, Patrick Wilson. No, that's probably true. Yeah. I don't know. We see the Black Manta helmet. Amber Heard as Mira. I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. It's probably going to stink, but is it? How bad is it going to stink? Is it going to be like so bad that it's good, or is it just going to be like crap? 
Uh, I think if you how about a little humor? Yeah, add a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like you are widely regarded one of the worst superheroes ever. Yeah, yeah. Have some fun with that. Have a little bit. Have a good time. They did that in the the new Fifty Two when they relaunched that. I think Jeff Johns might have been writing it in Aquaman. They kind of. It was. There was a little bit more self-deprecating. Like they kind of got it because, like, he is one of the. Isn't he an original Avenger? Or he was in like that first group, first tier, anyway. You mean Justice League? Uh, yeah, he's not an yeah. Avenger. <laughs> Taking it back. Yeah. He's in Justice League. He's like one of the first guys. Uh, yeah. So he's an old school dude. Comic book news here, Ryan. Combined with video game news, I'm going to add it together here for this Spider-Man. Uh, we, we're all excited about the upcoming Spider-Man video game. Apparently, that version of Spider-Man, so different universe Spider-Man, is going to make his in-comics debut yeah. in Spider-Geddon, which also comes out in September. Both the game and the comic will be out in September. And the, the art of, on this looks unbelievable. Uh, it looks real slick. It looks real slick. So big up to the Marvel team and the Marvel video game team and Insomniac for pulling that together because it looks mm-hmm. crisp. And last bit of the news that I have, it looks like Comcast has gotten in on a bid for Fox, $65 billion, don't mind me. So the idea of Fox and Disney together, it could still happen, but it looks like there's uh, some competition there. So yeah. we were talking about you know, how that could impact the X-Men and uh, you know, the MCU and all that stuff. So it looks like we're going to have to wait, wait on that. Yeah, and it, it's just I... I want nothing but bad things for Comcast at all times. So okay, there you go. That's pretty, that straight, there. pretty straightforward. All right, let's uh, get on. That's all the news I have, Ryan. Let's get on to your news, shall we? All right, let's do it. It's time for Davey's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, what do we have? So I just want to get into uh, a couple of these things that I, I missed from last week. So last week was all about E3, obviously. And we didn't. We recorded on a Tuesday night, so we didn't really get to see the end of E3. So there was a couple things um, that we saw, and a couple things that I missed that I, I want to break uh, bring up again. Namely, that Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon are coming out with a video game. Yeah, the guys who made yeah. So, so that that's kind of a big deal. And I, Rick we and Morty guys, on for those who don't know, Rick and Morty. The Rick guys. and Morty guys. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Rick yeah. and Morty guys yeah. who we just brought up. They're actually coming out with a video game that looks. Um, it's it's very much a Rick and Morty esque game, um, a sci fi adventure kind of thing with uh, Dan Roiland um, voicing uh, the title character, which is which is awesome. So sorry for missing out on that. Um, we did talk a little bit about Nintendo, um, but the biggest the biggest disappointment that we were waiting to see what happened, um, and a lot of people would agree with this, is we got nothing from Rocksteady in I know. terms of what their next game is. What was up with so that? that was, uh, I don't know. They sent out an apology. They were apo- apologizing to people, saying when the time's right, and yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know what time is better than E3. Yeah, right. I mean, who you know, what's going on? So um, so that's that. Do you think there's going to be a uh, delay on the game or something on Red Dead? It might be a little bit. Uh, it might be a little delayed. Lame. Um, what's that? I said lame. 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 Uh, AJ Styles is going to be on the cover of uh, WWE 2K19 for you wrestling fans, so that's fun. Not bad. Good one. Good choice. Um, in sad news, uh, pick of the pod, uh, oh. GameStop is reportedly looking for a buyer. They are uh, tits up. Um, yeah, I'll so. tell you what. GameStop is, like, hanging on for dear life because there's so many. First of all, GameStop, most of them, not all of them, but most of them yep. are in malls. 
Yes. And most malls, I don't know what malls you frequent or the listener out there, what you frequent, kind of a sad state of affairs. Like us growing up going to the mall, that experience is not going to be shared by the the next generation. They're going to be buying shit on Amazon or wherever else. Malls, like half the stores are closed. It's like depressing. It's just like they're boarded up or like they got the stupid like window thing down and it's locked. And then there's like, are you open? Are you, you are open? And then it's like going out of business sales. So it's like, it's hard. GameStop is having a hard time. Uh, and they're, they're only, a, and they should. You know, Best Buy has been hanging on by a thread for the longest time too. I'm surprised so. by that because like Circuit City went the way of the Dodo Bird not that long ago. Actually, a, a while ago now. But Circuit City was there. Is, is Radio Shack still a thing? No, they're done too. Right? They're gone. Toys R Us is gone. You know, so like this is n- this is a systemic thing. Now, you play more video games than anybody I know. You normally just buy them on the machine and download them, right? Yeah, I did. It's all digital for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the great thing about PlayStation so you're the reason GameStop is dying. I, and well, no, it's not me. Well, it's because why would I go out and deal with some seventeen year old kid who like turns his nose up at the fact that I'm playing you know a game that he doesn't like when I can just sit in the comfort of my own True. home and just like download it and be done with it. And this you know also I mean? this also tells you how cheap I am, but. There's no sales tax on those, so if you buy that's like a fifty nine ninety nine dollar game, it's not sixty four dollars I mean, or whatever. It's not. It's not cheap, Richard. We grew up. That's the standard of living that you and I are accustomed True. to, having been from the great state of New Hampshire. That's right. So I don't like to play, and I'm in fucking Connecticut. You think I like playing paying sales tax in this? State? No, no. I know that you don't. Forget about it. No, will please. Yeah. Oh, I've, I will. I will. Um, and the last bit of news, because I know we get a lot to get to here, is uh, there was a trailer at E three for Serious Sam four. Okay. Um, and they are boasting, get this, Richard, they're not there yet, but they want, um, for this game, which is kind of like a Duke Nukem kind of like first-person shooter, Okay. they want 100,000 enemies on the screen at once. Come on. What are you, yeah. How are you going to do that? For? That's ridiculous. I don't know, but uh, you know what? How if many they do bullets it, do you have? Uh, it's, it's not even just bullets. It's like, you know, nuclear, like you have like nukes and yeah. it, it, that game's... Cuckoo bananas. That's a whole so thing. So if you ever played a serious Sam game, um, get in that, on it. That's yeah. Get in on that. There you go, Ryan. Very well done. Very well said. Hopefully that was moderately informative. It, it always is, or fairly, it always is. fairly informative. <laughs> yeah, fairly informative. Yeah, we've not heard from them again. That was a one-off kind that's of article. Um, Ryan, are you ready for the topic du jour? Excuse me. Well, it's the topic of the day. And oh, today, right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Today, we're going We're going to rank this shit. We are ranking it. We Normally, we do kind of best and worst. We're just doing straight up the top 10 animated movies of all time. This is as voted on by the hashtag dork panel of mm-hmm. me and Davey. And it's actually really funny. So we did 10. And unlike our horror movie top 50, which was kind of a bastardized list, I, I didn't like how the how it was weighted like i thought the list was good but i I disagreed with how like it was weighted anyway yeah so what we did here was davy and i each went one through ten and if it was ten points for number one and then all the way down we had to break some ties and i just kind of did that on my own but here's the deal we came up with a list of ten they were both completely different i think there was one overlap on the whole thing and it was both like a lower one on our list completely different lists yeah, and I, t- I texted you. I'm like, I've seen way more animated movies than I thought I had. Yeah. And not only that, like, I own, like, a way more animated movies than I care to mention on this podcast right now. Yes. And you and I had a very different idea of what it meant to be the best animated movie. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I think, I think people listening to this right now, they have no idea what our lists are going to be. Because I, I had no idea what your list was going to be. I thought we were going to no, have a lot no more idea. overlap. And we I had thought, no idea. And I think you said we had one. We had one of the same. Yeah, we had one. We'll hit on it when we get there. But yeah. a lot of people might think, you know, Pixar movies, that's what they think of right away. Some think of maybe like the original like Disney movies. They think of that right away. Maybe mm-hmm. they think of anime. Maybe they think of, you know, whatever. But like that's what your, where your mind goes. So this is a pretty good mix because the two of us balanced it out. But let's start with honorable mention. So ones that didn't yep. make the top ten. Ryan, why don't you start with some of yours? And so mine, I went uh, my list again. Just to, I went a little bit more uh, adult front, adult heavy, um, which is fine. But some of the uh, honorable mentions I made: uh, Spirited Away, uh, Miyazaki's Spirited Away, which is an awesome movie. Uh, was distributed by Disney, um, so technically is a Disney movie, even though it's Studio Ghibli. So that right. that's a that's a fantastic movie. Uh, the Lego movie and slash the Lego Batman movie. Those two movies I think are outstanding. Both very good. Yep. Um, Toy Story three, my favorite of all Toy Story movies. Surprised this only got an honorable mention, mm-hmm. but whatever. Um, <laughs> the the very first anime movie I ever saw was Ninja Scroll, which is phenomenal. Like right from the very first scene. Uh, if you haven't seen Ninja Scroll, you're not into anime at all, but you want to dip your toe in. Please watch Ninja Scroll, and a movie that is on Netflix right now. Uh, one of my favorite uh, animated movies that I've seen in my lifetime is The Iron Giant. Oh which yeah, you yeah. Can watch on Netflix right now. So some of the ones that uh, are on my uh, honorable mention list, ones that were on the bottom half of my top ten, definitely more kid-friendly, definitely more like what I saw growing up. And I think some that you're going to be shocked aren't on this list. But I would say uh, Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid, both I think were great animated movies. Uh, Toy Story 1 and 2, I think they're both really good. I might I might say 2 slightly better than 1, but all 3 I think deserve to at least be mentioned. And The Lion King which I think a lot of people would have in their top five. I didn't, neither did Ryan, but I think it definitely deserves to be mentioned. It's one of a handful of movies I can remember seeing multiple times in the theater. You know what ruined The Lion King for me? And I can say this, this, this happened um, when I was a teen or, or early 20s. might have been college, I'm not sure. But what happened was um, I had never read Macbeth in yeah. high school. Like it wasn't required. <laughs> yeah. And then someone basically said, like, "Oh, The Lion King is just basically Macbeth." It is. I was like, "Well, that sucks." You know what I mean? Like, so to me, I mean, that kind of ruined the movie for me. Well, it's Macbeth with but, lions. Yeah. So and I was like, Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, like those and guys. Then I, and then I read Macbeth, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's The Lion King. It's The Lion King. You, you stole it's it like from The Lion Avatar King. It's like Avatar is Pocahontas. Yeah. Meets Fern Gully. Yeah, right. It's a bit of a blend there. All right, Ryan, without further ado, let's get into our top 10 animated movies of all time. You can kick us off with number 10. So this is the one of the first, our first Pixar movie here. It's my, uh, yeah, so uh, Finding Nemo um, is probably one of the greatest animated movies ever made. I've, to me, uh, this, it has, it's got everything, Richard. It's got humor. It does. It's got heart. Yes. I thought uh, the Dory character, when you first meet Dory, it gets a little annoying towards it, but I thought, you know what a delightful little character to play off like Albert Brooks's like uh, very uh, doting father, very mm-hmm. overbearing father, and then you have you introduce Dory, so that's kind of the play off that. But I thought the story was great, the animation was great, um, and a bit of a tearjerker. It is a little emotional. I yeah, like yeah, underwater yeah. stuff. I'm in on fish. I'm in on sharks. I'm in on stuff like that. I like it. Yeah, and I like you know all the fish with their personalities. Yeah, you know? sure. Good. All right, Finding Nemo, number 10. Number 9, Ryan, this is uh, Aladdin. Now, again, I think a lot of people have their personal favorites between The Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, uh, whatever other ones you want to throw into that list. But to me, Aladdin was the best one. 
Uh, came out in 1992, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 92% uh, by the audience. The uh, plot, when a street urchin vies for the love of a beautiful princess, he uses a genie's magic power to make himself off as a prince in order to marry her. It won two Oscars. Uh, and this was before animated movie was even a category. So yeah. it probably would have won three. Like a lot of these older ones that won for song and shit like that would have won even more. But I don't even remember what year they started that. But they certainly didn't have it in 92. So it won for original score and original song for A Whole New World. But Jasmine is my favorite Disney princess. Oh. I think, I think yeah, hello. I think the, the genie is one of the best Disney characters of all time. It's one of the best voice uh, acting jobs of all time. You know, yeah. it's, it's hilarious. It's well done. All the songs are good. Aladdin's good. He's easy to root for. Uh, Apu, the monkey, is good. Yago, the carpet, is good for Christ's sakes. A good villain. It's the, good to villain. me, it's the total package. Aladdin, Aladdin's got everything. It does, and you know, this is this is one of the first movies. I think I was like ten years old in this movie, for ten or eleven years old in this movie, for when I first saw it, and I remember being blown away by it. Yeah. Um, and the more you hear about it now. Um, the more impressed I am. So, like, the, the, the beginning scene where it's Robin Williams, but he's doing, like, a different voice, like the street vendor. Yeah. yeah. They did this thing where he basically, they put all of these items in front of him, and he just went. It was, that's all ad-libbed by Robin. They put items in front of him, and he just, like, started, and then they animated it after. Yeah. Well, so that's, I mean, that's one of those things that, like, it's, it's one of those legendary stories about you know, Robin Williams, but it's it's such a cool thing to me that makes that scene all that better. And if they were going to redo Aladdin, wasn't there some talks about it and, and who would voice the genie? And you're like, I don't know. You couldn't really do it. Like, I don't think you could do it. And then there was a live action one that was rumored that had Will Smith. As That's what it was. Yeah, it was Will Smith. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Eddie Murphy, depending on what Eddie Murphy you're getting, could probably do it. But it's yeah. a t- that's a tough you got to have like a big voice, but you got to be able to like change it up a little bit. Like it's it, there's a lot, there's a lot with the genies. It's a, it's a complex. There's a lot character. of ins and outs. Yeah, a lot, a lot of what have you. A lot of ins and outs. But for me, like those those mid '90s, because that was like a boom. And if you even if you want to throw in some of the earlier ones, like Snow White and Cinderella and all those, Aladdin to me still stands up and is and is the best one. And it also made a very fun video game for like Sega and like Super Nintendo. It did. It really did. It was one of the best ports of a Disney game I've, yeah, I've ever played. of all time. So that's number nine. Ryan, what do you got number eight? I got number eight. I got Heavy Metal. Now, this movie, it came out, I believe, in like 1980. Um, okay. But this movie, it's a series of vignettes that kind of take place. Like they're loosely based together, and they're based around music. And the movie's called Heavy Metal. And one of the like most inadvertently funny things to me about this movie is it's called heavy metal and then you look at the soundtrack of the people who are on it let me give you a little yeah let's hear, uh, it. Let's hear some donald donald fagan who is the lead singer of steely dan okay devo mm-hmm. sammy hagar journey grand funk railroad cheap trick uh stevie nicks like these are all people who are on this like hard rock movie soundtrack, and I say the only metal band Heavy I metal. would say on here is Black Sabbath. Like they have one yeah, song on go. it that counts. Yeah, that know, counts. Van, Van so like Hagar the, could get pretty hard. Uh, yeah, but he actually <laughs> sings the title track of Heavy Metal, and it's like laughably funny. But yeah. this movie, it's like it's it's like an adult animated movie that's like was probably very advanced at the time. But they they do all these like crazy weird vignettes and these like all these like big. Big boob, big hair, women, like in all of them. Nice. There's nudity. Nice. There's humping. Nice. It's just a great, 
fun, animated. It's so campy, so stupid, but I love it. I love this movie. If you haven't seen Heavy Metal, definitely check that out. I don't think you've seen this movie, have you? I have not seen this movie. Oh, you should. Ch- it's like one of those things that like you put on and you're just like smiling the whole time because of how stupid it is. Yeah. And the and the music is like ridiculous because again, it's called Heavy Metal, but it's none of it's Heavy Metal. The movie was so good. Ryan ranked it twice in his top ten originally. I did, I did, because I would watch out of if I were to watch ten ten animated movies, I would watch Heavy Metal twice. <laughs> I'll add that to my queue. I'll have to see where, where that's available and good give luck it a go. finding it. Yeah. Uh, number seven on the list is The Incredibles. Came out in two thousand and four. Ninety seven percent on the critic score. Seventy five percent audience. I wonder why it's so low. That's interesting. Isn't that weird? I thought I thought this was unanimously loved. I'm surprised by that. Seventy five percent. Again, I think yeah. I I would. I don't know. Like this is by this is my favorite Pixar movie as of right. I haven't seen I haven't seen Incredibles two yet. Neither neither have I. So I would say, but even still, this is definitely my favorite. A family of undercover superheroes, while trying to live the quiet suburban life, are forced into action to save the world. You got a good uh, family with all different skills: Mister Incredible, Elastigirl, Violet, Dash, Frozone. Uh, the bet. Well, then they get the little baby too. What really puts the movie over the top, though, is Syndrome, uh, voiced by Jason Lee, who is just a, yes. a fantastic villain. But they they have all like the superhero tropes, and also in two thousand and four, this is obviously pre MCU. But you'd already had a few X-Men movies. You had had a couple of Spider-Man movies. The Daredevil movie, I think, was already out. So it wasn't like the great, consistent movies that we have now. But the comic book superhero movie boom, I think, really sort of started around this time. So for them to take this, and you could make an argument in 04, this was one of the best superhero movies at that to that day time you know and and so they took a lot of stuff like the the no capes never wear capes like a lot of that stuff was really really good yeah and it was directed by brad bird who his brad bird's very first uh uh major motion picture and uh debut was the iron giant um before that he had directed uh he directed the music video for do the bart man oh there you go and he directed two episodes of the simpsons and then he did the Iron Giant in 1999, and then in 2004 was the Incredibles. Nice. So he, he and his he's got like a sneaky good. He's only directed 11 things, including Do the Bartman, but he's done the Iron Giant, the Incredibles, Ratatouille, Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, which is strange, and then mm. the Incredibles too. And he did Tomorrowland, which we won't talk about. But how about that? For, that's, that's pretty his good. Only yeah. Did you and see how much work went into these movies? That oh must be my crazy. god! Yeah, it's got to be just got to be nuts. Did you see yeah. the? Uh, I guess over the weekend, Juju Smith Schuster, the wide receiver for the Steelers, was like hitting on Elastigirl. I guess he was like online. He was like trying to like hook up with Elastigirl. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did not see that, but it makes sense. People so, are in love with Elastigirl. People are going nuts about Elastigirl, and I didn't see all the stuff from the weekend, but. Basically, she has a very thin uh, waist and a in a big uh, booty, and so yeah. there's a lot of people that are very, very into Elast, like very into Elastigirl, very into it. Which is th- it's the body type now. And now, if she can bend her body in certain ways, she can make her body look however she wants. Am, am I under could. that impression? I so she's doing that on purpose. That's the that's the body that she wants, right? Must be. Yep. Now, yep. so far here, Ryan, we have some more to get to, but on the steal a smooch scale. How high is Elastigirl? 
<laughs> She's not on my list of stealing a smooch from animated characters. Not on there. Not on there. Jasmine's Good on wiggle. my list. Good wiggle, but you know, I think she's a she's a bit of a from the first movie. Uh, yeah, she's a bit of a wet blanket. Um, what about the milf factor? Does that factor in at all? No, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. All Not right. for me. When you, um, you gotta be, we're, we're getting too old for that. Milfs are just what milfs are like our peers right. now. And we're when just, you have <laughs> when you have children of your own, it becomes inappropriate. That's probably fair. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Because and yeah, because everyone my my age now is a mom, so it's you know true. That's, that's inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Yeah, but I mean, we're not saying you're you're going to be an adulterer now. We're just we're simply no, saying no, no, like, no, no, if no, you but... were to steal a smooch, if the, if the circumstances were were there, you're still saying Elastigirl maybe not as high on the list. I would you know let's just for the sake of the argument, and I, I did this. We'll put her in the wood pile. I you know, what does I that would. mean? The wood, W O W O U L D. Oh, would. oh! I thought you meant the W O O D. I'm like, that's way too no, crass, no. Ryan. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna what put her in a wood like, pile. Like, like I would. It's disgusting. Oh, I would. You know? Well, I'm telling you, I think, and not to get too perverted, I don't want to get anybody into trouble here, but because of her superpowers, I would move her up a few more. If that makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. Right, loud and clear on that. Ten four, good buddy. You want to be with somebody who's super tall, super short, super whatever, whatever you need to do. She's she's kind of got that. That's why I would always think this is sort of a, a side topic. Out of everybody of all time, the right answer is probably Mystique from X Men. Sure, because you're just like, sure. oh, I like the look of that person, and then she's like, done. Do you think she would take that personally though? It's like I don't want you to look like you right now. I want you to look like somebody else. You know yeah. I mean? Oh yeah. There would be fights. There would be fight. There'd have to be there some given. Give and go, or uh, whatever they they say. Yeah, you know, you'd have to make some concessions. I would imagine <laughs> on yeah, your end. Yeah. That's probably what you'd have to yeah. do. All right. So number seven was the Incredibles. Uh, next, number six, The Nightmare Before Christmas, um, which was a Tim Burton film, a Tim Burton directed film. Um, and this movie, kind of a landmark movie in terms of like clay, like stop motion animation. Yeah. Um, up until that point, I think Wallace and Gromit was was around, but wasn't really Wallace and Gromit yet. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. And this was just a completely new look. Um, I think they asked Tim Burton if he thought this was a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie. And I think what did what did he say? I don't remember. Oh God, what did he say? But now this, he didn't direct this movie, though, right? This is just Tim Burton presents. Uh right, right. But he did all the artwork for it. Like, yeah, he yeah. Felt like the like he like. It was his vision. I just don't think that he could have done it. Yeah, and I forget um, what he said about it. I think it is a Christmas movie. I see. I think it's a Halloween movie. Mm, and there you go. And but I would say the uh, you know I have to cri- Google it now. But keep talking. Christmas is in the fucking title, so I think that kind of gives me a leg up. But so is Nightmare. Yeah, true. But Nightmare would just mean like a horror movie. Like it wouldn't mean Halloween. Like Black Christmas is a horror movie, but it's also a Christmas movie. Yep. So I think the the character Jack is so obsessed with Christmas that it also pushes it into a Christmas movie. But at the end, you know, he he decides to like stay in his lane. Yeah, but after a lot of uh, flirting with Christmas Town. Yep. So uh, what what uh, Tim Burton say? Henry Selleck said it's a Halloween movie. Fuck. Was he the director? Yes. Uh well, yeah, then, so he said that. So the director said it's a Halloween movie. Tim Burton might just be the contrarian and be like, no, you know, but. 
It's the is great debate. I, that's how Tim Burton talks it's the in my se- head. <laughs> it's the second hot v cold debate between Keith and Davey. Nightmare yep. Before Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? At the end of the movie, yeah. the the big payoff is that Jack Skellington's like, you know what? This is my thing. You do your thing. Hmm. You know, the grass isn't always greener. It's a classic glass. Grass isn't always greener. It's not always greener unless you're with Mystique, because then you could always go back. You could always go back. <laughs> She's always Mystique. She's always Mystique. Yeah. But a good movie and a cool, like a cool movie. Um, my daughter, who is going to be four in August, loves this movie. She asks for it all the time, regardless really? of whether or not it's Christmas or Halloween. She always wants to watch it. Nice. Except she does not like Mr. Oogie Boogie. Oh, no, God, She's no. I would scary. not like Oogie Boogie either. Yeah. Some of the songs are a bit much for me. Like, watching it again, like, I, I sometimes fast forward some of the songs. Uh, yeah. So, uh, those that, what, do you know Jack has two voices? I did not know that Jack had two voices. The singing voice for Jack was Danny Elfman. Oh, oh, actually, that makes sense. Lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Now, their, their hit song, This Is Halloween, from, uh, from the film, have you yeah. ever heard Marilyn Manson's version of that? I, I have. You've played it for me. <laughs> it's quite good. It's quite good. Yeah, I like it. Number five. This is going to be a good one. Well, uh, first of all, I was going to say number six, The Nightmare Before Christmas, was the only movie on both of our lists. Yes, it was. That was, that was the, the one on there. That was the one. Number five, and I can make a case for this to be a lot higher even, but number five to me is, or for us, this is the official top ten animated movies list. Number five, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. So 1993, 82% critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 88% by the audience. Batman is wrongly implicated in a series of murders of mob bosses actually done by a new vigilante assassin. So once again, like the animated series, you get Kevin Conroy as Batman, Mark Hamill as the Joker. You also introduce a new character, as it's said there in the plot, which Batman already has so many great characters, but we've seen other movies uh, or other comic books, I should say, Ryan, that like like Hush, for example. Like you already have yep. this great stable, but they say, you know what, we're going to take a chance and we're going to bring somebody else in, and that's what they did here. Batman the Animated Series is one of the greatest television shows of all time, and this mm-hmm. was the movie that they made, and it's awesome. It's worth it's it's came out in 1993, and it still stands up. And it's I watched, so I hadn't seen this movie in like a very long time, um, but I remember seeing it and really liking it. So I went back and I watched a bunch of YouTube clips of like people explaining like why they like this movie so much, which I find is very which much more informative than like reading like plot points. Yeah. When people explain to you like why they like it, and there was this one video of this guy, and he's got like a bottle of Jameson, and he's just like drinking, like explaining why this is. He says the greatest Batman story ever on film. I think he, he might be onto something there. And he, but his his points were like, okay, that makes sense. And he's like, the beauty of it is, is they do it. This movie's like an hour and ten minutes long. Yep. And he's like, they do that in that amount of time. What took Christopher Nolan like three movies to do, like explain why Batman is the way he is, and they set it up like in such a cool way, while also introducing a new character, yep. the Phantasm, and using the Joker in a very creative way. Yes, they did. They did that. So you, you take you have the best villain, but then you have somebody else, and it's somebody who one like one of the great things, and one of the reasons why I like the Red Hood. But that's another whole thing. But you have like a a, a vigilante like Batman, but is willing to go all the way. Is like willing to kill, and how Batman has a problem with that. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're taking away mob bosses. Like, I, yeah. you know, I don't want these guys on the streets. But the one thing that's a little predictable, I guess, would be. 
Like, oh, there's like a vigilante, the new vigilante. There also happens to be a new like character who has returned to Gotham. Like, I wonder if they're the same fucking person. Yeah, you're right. But other but than that, like, it's that... great. Yeah, sorry. Do you think it is the best Batman movie of all time or no? I don't know. So this is where the distinction, the, the guy makes this distinction. He said the best movie with Batman in it will always be The Dark Knight. Okay, I agree with that. Be, but that's not a Batman story. Oh, yeah, it's more it's of like, a Joker story. Yeah, right. He said Batman's, you know what I mean? He said Batman's probably the third or fourth most interesting character in that movie. And I think that's always been the case. Like, Batman the Animated Series and Batman the Arkham video games, that's the most Batman that Batman is. Like, he's yeah. never he's never that Batman in the live-action movies with all different, whoever you want to throw as the actor. They're never, like, they might do a little bit of, uh, you know, the detective work, or some of the ladies' man stuff, or like the combat, or like all the, like, but to have it all together, you got to go to the video game, or you got to go to the animated series. And so the animated series, this being like the one of the centerpieces of the animated series, you get a lot of Bruce Wayne backstory, um, and a lot of it's informative, and it's it's actually really really good. Yeah, it's awesome, and you really can't beat Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Like those, no, just the best. No, and them in the Arkham games was just fucking lights out. Yeah, oh, so good. It's the best. <laughs> it's literally, yeah. it's literally the best. So yeah, that movie is is awesome. I'm sure m- many of you listening to this have watched it, but like Dave, like watch it again. Like watch it again. Even even now, even years and years later, watch it again. Yeah. You'll remember why you like it so much. You'll remember why you liked it as a kid, but also you'll pick things up, like the the characterization of Batman. Why Batman is Batman, is is really good. And there's actually like a mini Joker origin in this. Oh yeah. Which and they were smart and they didn't give him a name. Like no. in the, yeah, you didn't need that. And the, they talk about like the '89 movie, like it was stupid that like Jack Napier was like the guy who killed Batman's parents. Like that never. And that wasn't even him. Like it was like, J- Joker yeah. didn't kill Batman's parents. Like they don't need. Yeah. That would be such a Star Wars thing to do, where it's like we're all like it's all related. It's like everything's yeah. th- everything's together. Too, easy. Too neat. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you also had Dana with, Delaney, by the way, with, with a voice appearance there. Good old Dana Delaney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was a hot ticket back then. She really was. And she even wasn't yeah. bad looking when she came on, like, the later seasons of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> the Terry Hatcher <laughs> I don't, vehicle. I'm, I un- unfortunately, I do not know what you're talking about. I went all in. I was BD in, in that when that came out. Because that came out in college. And I'm like, Terry Hatcher, yeah. I am watching this. Yes. And it got yeah. pretty hot and pretty steamy, Ryan. I'm sure it did. Yeah. I am sure it did. Number four. Number four. Moving on. We're going to go hard anime now. Um, Ghost in the Shell, uh, released in, I believe, 1995. Um, this movie tells the tale of a robot cop who um, is struggling with her own humanity. Um, and it is a, a world that... Um, Everybody in the world has, like, these robotic implants, uh, whether it be their eyes or whatever, and there are these, hmm. um, these beings that are um, full robot, but they have their ghost. What it's called, the ghost, is their... Um, you never go full robot. You never go full robot, but their ghost is, like, their personality. It's like their spirit is inside okay. of them. Okay. Um, so she is a robot with a human ghost inside of her. Now, the... the this, why this movie is important, why this movie is so good. I think Ghost in the Shell itself, while it's like 96% on, on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's, it's a good watch. The animation is incredible. Um, 
But why this is important is the movies that it set up. Um, this was a direct influence on the Wachowskis before they made The Matrix. Oh, wow. Because, okay. because in the movie, what these, these things can do is they can actually plug in, like the back of their head, sound familiar? Yes. Into like the entire world network, um, mm. and they can send their ghost out like into different machines to like, uh, they use it for like GPS and like tracking, and they can get all this information, but they literally plug wires like into their own head. So the Wachowski um, so, sisters saw that, and they decided to use that. And, and kind of expand on it. Like, what if... Yeah, right, right, obviously. Know. Yeah, and the whole, the whole thing, um, I don't want to get into the whole Cartesian dualism in this whole thing, where Probably for the, the body is mainly yeah. physical, well, and, the he- okay. and the head and the spirit are uh, ephemeral. You know what I mean? I don't want to get into any of that, but Probably there's a lot the of best. that going on. Um, Roger Ebert actually picked this as his uh, video pick of the week one week. He gave it a thumbs up. So Roger Ebert actually liked this movie. So that's pretty tough. So, now, did you ever see the Scarlett Johansson live-action ghost in the show? I did. I did. How was that? And it's not good. And, yeah. and whitewashing aside, right? Um, that was the big problem with this movie people had. is like, why is Scarlett Johansson playing a Japanese character with a Japanese name? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But she's a robot, right? So what does it matter? Yeah, I, that's, well, that was what the filmmakers would say. And then the people who were like, but it's in japan like no true i i get it i mean oh i think they should have cast a uh a japanese actress sure they they probably should have they were trying to make money with scarlett johansson and it didn't didn't work so they probably shouldn't have used her anyway right so the idea and again the the plot of this movie and the the idea of it is a little muddy um, it's not. It's not as accessible as you would like it to be. It's very heady. Yeah. Okay. Um, not as heady as another movie that we're going to talk about in a minute, but um, it's cool. It's like one of those movies you're watching, and even if you don't really understand what's going on, you're like, "This is fucking cool." You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, get, I get on board with that. You can get on board with that. Yeah. So I mean, the very first scene when, and you know, there's a lot of uh, anime nudity. So Ooh. if you like that, sure I do. You know, robot nudity. Who who doesn't? Yeah. All right, Ryan, number three on this list is South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Came out in 1999, so early on uh, when the TV show started, very early on. 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 88% by the the audience. When Cartman and his friends go to see an R-rated movie, they start cursing, and their parents think that Canada is to blame, and it won an Oscar for Best Original Song, Blame Canada. This Which was awesome. This was Which so good because South Park, they like later seasons, Comedy Central really let them do whatever they wanted and yeah. like they swear a lot more and it's just like it's much looser. But early on, it wasn't the way that it is now. And so to see the characters just go, you know, full rated R in the in the movie was awesome. Satan was so good. Like he's really sneaky, one of the best characters on that entire Show like when he comes back, he's not in a ton of episodes, but nope. when he's there, he's one of the best. But you know the the blame Canada, but then also Kyle's mom song. Like th- it's a great great movie. It's South Park. It's South Park, but it's like you said with the and I was you you said what exactly what I was going to say, which is awesome, is that when this came out in 1999, like South Park, you could tell like the 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 they had a very short leash into like what they could do. Um. And they pushed it a little bit, and I remember they've gotten like a lot of trouble, and they oh, were, yeah. like, get fined left and right, and like all this stuff. And but now, like someone gave them a movie and just let them completely off the chain. 
mm-hmm. and like, and it was brilliant. Like I, I to this day, like I still think South Park is a brilliant show. Yeah, it absolutely um, is. I mean, Trey Parker is legit a genius. It, yeah, and and they continue to put out quality product. And this was one of the first times they're like, all right, let's just let these guys do what they want. And they had Satan, this character you talk about, is in a homosexual relationship with Saddam Hussein. Perfect. Which is like. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Like, at the time, like, no one would have done that. And they do, like, it, they it do Saddam face. Like, they cut it out. So it's not even animated. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. And you got a guy. Yeah, you know, like, come on. Come <laughs> like on, guy. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, like, to this day, I'll still break that out, that voice out for somebody. You know I, what I mean? That's uh, a, <laughs> a great voice. I think my favorite song on, in the whole movie is actually What Would Brian Boitano Do? Which, like, again, like, what the fuck? Like, where do you come, come up like, with that? Where did you think of that? Like, what a ridiculous reference. And then it's a whole thing, and you're talking about how, uh, <laughs> what would Brian Boitano do if he were here right now? He'd probably kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Boitano <laughs> would do. Like, no, he wouldn't. But it's amazing. No, he wouldn't. And then he, doesn't he, like, show up at the end, and he's, like, super disappointed with somebody? I think he was. I haven't watched it in a yeah. while, but he does. And they're, like, they're doing, like, during the song, like, they're showing him, like, doing triple axles and shit. It's, a, it's just, yeah. it's incredible. Uh, I would yeah. love to see them do another movie. Like I know these guys are busy; they have a lot that, that's going on. But that was so good, and it came out so long ago that I would like to see a new movie. And you think about it; it's eighty-one minutes long, so it's really just like three episodes. But it's, it's like three, yeah. And like they've done them now. Like you could, I wouldn't count these as movies for like for this list. But like um, Imagination Land and like the uh, Black Friday, like they've done the, the and like the Coon and Friends, yeah. They basically are movies. Like if you just add those three episodes or two episodes together and put them out there, you you could get the same same thing. Oh, they did the the one season where it wasn't all one offs, and they did like the PC Principal. Like that was unbelievable. Well, that was kind of like that too. But I'm saying even like they had like direct specials. Like it was like Imagination Land one and Imagination Land two. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that. If you just did those a little bit longer, like that that could have been a theatrical release if you really wanted it to be. Yeah. Imagination. What was the guy couldn't remember the t- they couldn't remember the tune for it. Yeah, yeah. Just, that was awesome. That show's so good. So that's that's number three on our list. Uh, number two, I would put this, this was my number one with a bullet for my favorite anime, uh, sorry, my animated movies of all time, um, and that is Akira. Um, this very famous, very famous anime movie. Again, the plot, I could. it would take me 20 minutes to explain, but basically there's uh, experiments done on kids that make them, like, psychokinetic and, like, makes them, like, you know, the heightened you know, heightened abilities and things like that. And one of them, uh, Tetsuo is, you know, he, you know, discovers that, you know, these have been dormant in him and like all the other kids that he, he grew up with are trying to like reel him in. He's part of this like motorcycle group and his best friend is trying to stop him from doing all these bad things. I I could go on forever about this movie. This could be a standalone episode for me. Um, but again, it is the until the Fantastic Mr. Fox came along, which I should have put in my honorable mention, and I didn't, this was the only animated movie in the Criterion Collection. Hmm. Um, it is considered to be one of the best foreign films of all time. I think someone listed it, I think it was a like Time Magazine, or listed it as like 51 on the 100 best foreign films of all time. Oh, wow. Um, it is an incredible sci-fi movie. Um, again, I don't want to get too into it because it's going to one. I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone. If you haven't seen Akira, like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, please go and see Akira. Check out Akira. Um, All right. It's it's. Uh, Did they do a live weird. action of this ever? 
they try, they've been trying to do it since the early 90s. Mm. I don't think you can. Okay. Like, this is, to One me, this is, like, yeah. I call it, like, Watchmen syndrome. Yeah. Like, you could try. Yeah. You could do a version of Akira. Um, people would be super be pissed about it. Yeah. Like, well, people would be super pissed because it's not um, that closely related. It wouldn't be that closely to the, one, the movie, and two, the manga, the 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 comic book it was based off of. Mm. Um, people had a problem with the movie Akira. It wasn't faithful to the comic book, which showed up as a weekly. Um, even so, like, the movie was shown two years before the comic book ended. Oh, okay. So the character, it's called Akira, but you don't really see that ki- that character a lot. Um, and I guess in the comic book, like, he shows up in the, the next act a lot more. So that's where it's kind of confusing. But gotcha. um, it's incredible. And the fact that the animation was done, like, with singular cell animation, like, mm. it was all hand-drawn. Like, this, the very first scene where they're, the bike the motorcycle gang is together and they're all like riding. If you just remind yourself that someone had to draw all that shit by hand, like it'll that's blow your nuts. mind. Yeah. That's just, that had to take so long. Um, and just so to put this to bed, because it pissed me off when people were talking about it in ready player one, when they're like, Oh, like he's Wade's riding a, a Tron light cycle. It's like, no, it's Kaneda's bike from Akira. You dumbass. Oh no. <laughs> it's not a Tron light cycle. It's from Akira. For Christ's sake! Oh my goodness! But see, so that scene, there's a scene where he like does this thing where he pops into frame and does like a slide, like a bike slide. Yeah, which is that's been copied so many times, and it's always been like an homage back to Akira because people love that movie so much. So, so please see Akira. So Akira and Ghost in the Shell, you like both of those more than Vampire Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D is well, in terms of like, and this is where we get when we do these lists, like Vampire Hunter D is fucking awesome. And that movie is, like, super entertaining. It's a really cool vampire story. Um, and if you want to check that out, don't watch the first Vampire Hunter. Watch Vampire Hunter D. Watch Bloodlust. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You, I made you... I, didn't I make you... I sat you down and, like, made you watch it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, this is this is actually pretty sweet. I really like... I, like, I don't think I'd seen any anime at that point. Yeah. I was like, all right. And I made you watch that one. Yeah, it was yeah. good. No, I like that. Yeah, I would watch just, that, too. No, and also the other the, the trick is, and it, whatever, these are our lists, but when you say top 10, it can be best or favorite, whatever. I usually combine the two and just say, screw it. Like, to me, the, my favorite is the best. Like, it's the best to me, and so that's where I kind of go with these yeah. lists. Um, all right, so before we get to number one, just recapping the list, number 10 was Finding Nemo, number nine, Aladdin, number eight, Heavy Metal, number seven, The Incredibles, number six, The Nightmare Before Christmas, number five, Batman, Mask of the Phantasm, Number four, Ghost in the Shell. Number three, South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Number two, Akira. And number one, and I guess these are co-number ones because Davey's number one was Akira. My number one is Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 1988. And I understand this is probably, it's not full animation, but I figured when else were you really going to talk about it? So I'm going to include it here. Hell, the main character, the title character is an animated character, so we're going to go with it. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, only 84% by the audience. And I don't get it. I, 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 so I was clicking around last night looking at it, and I was like, who doesn't like this movie? Especially on the Rotten Tomato score, where it's literally like yes or no. Like, yeah. how, how is it a no? Like, how, how joyless are you? Like, if you can't enjoy Who Framed Roger Rabbit. So there's one guy, he's like a top critic, and he was just like saying that the cartoon at the beginning – 
remember with Baby Huey, like that that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like, that was a better cartoon than the rest of the movie. And I'm like, you're <laughs> such an asshole. Like, you're what a loser. But it, the plot is a tune-hating detective is a cartoon rabbit's only hope to prove his innocence when he is accused of murder. This movie was nominated for six Oscars, and it was also given a special achievement award at the time. On top of that, it won three Oscars, uh, best film editing, sound effects editing, and visual effects. I love it. I love it. And like, also awesome is like the combination of Disney characters and Looney Tunes. Like you're never going to see that again with all those characters no. on, on the screen together. No. Roger Rabbit is an amazing character. Eddie Valiant is a is a great character. I loved him and I and like at the time, this was the movie I watched the most as a kid. I watched it all the time. We had the tape. I would watch it multiple times in a day. And yep. what you don't realize when you're a kid watching this and then you 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 think about it later on is uh was it Danny Haskins or whatever the the actor that Bob, played, Haskins. Bob, Bob oh, Haskins. Danny Bob Haskins uh pick of the pod who had to act with like no real other actors. Like he had a scene with Dolores, you know, he had a scene with, with Christopher Lloyd, but for the most part, it's him and like stand-ins and different things. Like he's acting with cartoons throughout the entire movie. And he does, uh, I was always shocked that he didn't have a bigger career. I was like, why isn't this guy in every movie and nominated for every award? Because he is awesome. Oh yeah. And he was such a chameleon too. Cause I remember he did that. And then they, I think his next movie, he was in like hook. He was Smee and hook. Or something like that. Like he probably did some other stuff, but yeah, no, I think that it was, was very it. soon after. And then he was, wasn't he in uh, Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers, yeah, he was Mario. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, he. Uh, and he has like a he has like a thick Cockney accent. He had a thick Cockney accent too. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, he's from England. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, he was in he was in a lot of stuff. Let's see, what was he in after? He was in Mermaids. Yeah, Hook. Like you said, he was he was Smee. That's a good memory. He was in Hook. He played Mario in Mario Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and then he played J. Edgar Hoover in Nixon in 1995. Oh. He, he was in the movie Spice World. Yes, he was. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he was in a lot of stuff, but I but he obviously never took off to the degree that I thought he was going to. But uh, the Toon Patrol was great. The Weasels, like, what a, what a great stuff. And then Christopher and, Lloyd. Oh, my. Nuts. Christopher Lloyd, horrifying. Horrifying. Super, super scary. Or just when they yeah. put the shoe in the dip. That's a scary scene. Uh, the dip. I remember the dip. Yeah. Dip. Unbelievable. Good scene with like Droopy, uh, Bugs yeah. Bunny, and Mickey. The the du- the uh, dueling pianos with Donald Duck and Daffy Duck. Oh, beating the shit out of each other. Betty like, Boop awesome. is in there. And now yep. Jessica Rabbit. Let me let's say this. She would be very high on a lot of people's steal a smooch. I think it's too cliche for me. She's not really. It's a little too cliche. And you're a for sucker me. for you're a sucker for a redhead too. So which? Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, I was. That's in my past now, Ryan. Well, it's in the past. You know, that never really goes away. No, that's now, true. Love an attractive redhead. That's true. That's still a part of me. That is still very much a part of me. Yeah. But on. Jessica Rabbit also. Uh, that's just her last name. She's not a rabbit. She's actually a, a real woman. She's not a rabbit. She's a real woman. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what I don't know what her her maiden name is. Um. But like you, I, uh, like just to touch on what you like, like you. This is a movie that I remember. One of the very first movies I loved, loved, you know, loved and, like it. just could not get enough of. Um, and like you said, every character was awesome. It was it was such a cool thing as like a kid, like pointing out like who everybody was. Like you knew who everybody was. It's and, so rewatchable too to me. Like you could you could watch this all the time. And like I said, uh, they had done things before with animation and. Um, humans like on the screen at the same time, but not this interactive. No, this was like, insane, and it's also crazy to watch and see how 
like seamless it is and how like the the cartoons look like they are on there they're not like floating around like they look like they're a part of it and this was 1988 like things have really changed like it's a lot easier to make a movie like this now yeah and i would say this is the very first movie i loved it but this is i would say the very first movie that blew my mind yeah like and like watching a movie and being like how did they do that like can i do that in real life do do like I think it was like I was six or seven, you know. Does yeah. can I go talk to Daffy Duck? Yeah. Like, is he really that? You know what I mean? Like that in my little seven-year-old mind. Like that just blew my shit away. Oh my god! Like how they did that? Yeah, it's just. I'm great. still not clear on how they did it, but I don't. Know, I don't know. Either. Hence, why they won a special achievement award. Yeah, it was what it was. And was it uh, R.K. Maroon? He had the line when he was talking about. It. He's like, "This is like a story of greed, sex, and murder." And as like a six year old kid, that's like the that's the heaviest line ever. And you would say it, and your mom would be like, "Don't say that." Like, stop saying. Don't say that. Stop walking around the house saying greed, sex, and murder. Like, it's just it's. Yeah. it's I'll let you watch the movie again if you promise to knock it off with the greed, sex, and murder part. And you're like, no. Like, I love it. I also the cartoon bullets, like, and like what a deep character Eddie Valiant is too. Like a cartoon killed his brother, dropped a safe on his head, and so yeah. he used to be very pro. Uh, cartoons he loved he loved the tunes he lived in toontown he's all about it there's old photographs that show you how much he embraced toontown then his brother's killed by a tune he now hates tunes but guess what that love is still a part of him and roger wears him down with all of his little hijinks all of his little anecdotes and he eventually ends up loving roger even all the times he yanked his ears which roger wants to make sure that he still loves him and he apologized to him oh the cab the cab's one of the best characters benny the cab Great character. Benny the Cab. Or how about the baby, the smoking baby? Smoking baby, baby Huey. Baby Huey's good. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Great movie. Tremendous movie, Ryan. So there's our top ten. Feel free to uh tell us how wrong we are. Dorkpodcast at gmail.com or on the Twitter at Dorkpodcast with your favorite animated movies of all time. Ryan, are you ne- ready for the next portion of the program? You bet your sweet ass I am. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the bomb. Pick of the would you like to kick, receive, defer, or defend a goal? I will receive this week. All right. So one of my favorite, like, a couple years ago, I think I, it was my pick of the pod was a, a little indie game called Unravel, um, in which you play a, um, a little yarny, is what he's called. He's a little man or a woman made of yarn. Um, and you go on a little uh, side-scrolling, 2D side-scrolling adventure. Um, and as you're going, you start to unravel. Um, and okay. you have to find more yarn to like put yourself back together. And it tells this amazing story about a family, and it's very emotional and very visually cool and awesome. The sequel has just come out. Oh, so Yarny 2, Electric Unravel Boogaloo. Two. Yep, Unravel 2, Electric Boogaloo <laughs> is out, and I've just started playing a little bit. Pretty good? Um, it's pretty good. You're, you play as two now. Oh, So you, you play go. as two Yarnies, one, one red, <laughs> one blue. Um, of course. So that is uh, it's it's uh, check that out. It's a good game. Pretty good. My pick of the podcast. A couple of things uh, we have mentioned. One that I mentioned before. One that you mentioned before. But I saw Evil Geniuses after you told me to watch that. Yep. Pretty good. You know, not as good to me as like Making a Murderer or The Staircase, right. which is actually my other pick of the pod. It's not as good as or as in depth as those are. But four episodes. I actually saw it, and it, I thought it could have been a podcast. Like didn't it, it reminded me almost more of serial because they didn't have all the access. Like they weren't in the courtroom, they weren't doing right. all the stuff. So now, like, well, there see- was a good reason for that. But no, I know. But seeing her face made it good because she's horrifying. 
Oh, she's horrifying. And again, like I said, it's four episodes and they're all about an hour each. I thought yeah, this could less. have been one singular documentary. It, prob- it probably could have been. There was some dead time. The first two episodes in particular, I got a little bit bored, but then three and four, and then you're done. And you're like, okay, that, it was it, worth watching. It's, a, it's an interesting story. And, uh, but again, not as good as The Staircase, which is on Netflix now. And as I said last week, we're doing a special bonus episode. It's going to be just on The Staircase. We're going to release that later this week. Uh, my sister-in-law, a.k.a. the uh, hashtag dork resident attorney, Nicole, will join yeah. us to break down The Staircase, which is on Netflix right now. Next week, Ryan, uh, you're going to have time to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? Uh, begrudgingly, yes. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to wonder when I'm going to be able to see it as well. I'm not dying to see it, but I think it'll be... That's the plan right now for next week's episode. That's the plan. Also, speaking of next week, or I guess it's this week, how about a little Mac and Goo live show, which we will both be attending? A little, yeah. A little, uh, Mark and Drew, is that, we, is that their name? Mark and Drew, we're looking forward to that podcast. So we had our live show, Mac and Goo. We literally could not have done it without Goo. He set the whole thing up with his equipment. Yes. He is having a live show, or they are having a live show. They have invited us, so we're going to appear there. It's at Bully Boy Distillery. And that's in Boston. Check it out. Mac and Goo have tweeted it out. We'll tweet it out. You can get the address and stuff. I think it's 3 o'clock on Sunday. So swing yep. by. We're going to be doing a draft. Mac and Goo is one team. Hashtag Dork is one team. The Boxers are one team. We're not going to tell you what it is. I think they're releasing that on their episode, so I don't want to jump in on that. But it's a draft. All three of us. So it should be, Or all six of us. So it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. And the very first draft I'm actually going to be a part of so you don't screw me like you did in the other draft. Well, there you go. That was just motivation to get you to attend to a draft. That's all that yeah. was. <laughs> all right. You can rate, review, and subscribe on the iTunes. Hashtag dork. Thank you very much for doing that if you already have. Tell a friend to check us out. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, com. We're on Twitter, at Dork Podcast. YouTube.com slash Dork Podcast. Uh, dorkpodcast at gmail.com. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, check out Davey on the Twitch as well. Yeah. R. Von D. Yeah, please do. Um, and like I said, if you get one of those Amazon Prime free subscriptions floating around, I'd love to have it. I'll, I'm very appreciative of it. Um, we actually, um, I'm, in, I'm in talks right now. My hashtag dork emotes for my subscribers are now pending. So they have to approve them first, make sure there's no copyright issues or anything like that. But they are wonderful. So if you do subscribe to my channel, you do get access to those. Yes, um, there will yes. be more perks forthcoming. So at Arvon, uh, www.twitch.tv backslash Arvon D. Come get it. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode. We have a bonus episode this week on The Staircase. And then we're talking dinosaurs, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom next week. Talk to you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.